Deep as a penguin, not a gremlin. Just letting you know you're on an infinite plane, it's never bending. We strike like tempin, killing all fears and breaking the tension. Got another hopes on me, digging deep in the trenches. Come and join in, be adventurous. Quit being so sensitive, forget the censorship. We ain't telling fibs. Messing with the penguin. We're messing with the penguin. Messing with the penguin. Messing with the penguin. Messing with the penguin. Alright, we are live. Again. March 1st, 2024. Many of you were likely here this morning for the IPS morning deprogram. Uh, deprogram and the subsequent IPS Discord think tank chat where we had, I think, three or four, maybe five speakers, but well over a dozen listeners, and that was uh, immediately following the D program. And that's what we do here. This is not programming. This is not entertainment. Even if you find the daily bread and circuses entertaining, uh, what we're doing here is uh, deprogramming because entertainment is entrainment to the propaganda. And the entertainment itself is just a subset or a substrate of mind control, which is uh, the primary purpose of the monolithic media entity that we're all confronting daily, which is what we're generally talking about. We're talking about worldview, not shape of the world, or any of these little minor political footballs or current things. I don't care about the things that Trutherville generally seems to be incensed about. Uh, because these are generally controlled opposition, uh, straw man type talking points. I mean, it's pretty evident now that the entire uh, Trutherville is contaminated with plants intended to direct people to the political horseshoe, turn them into Republicans. There is a conspiracy. It's turning all the conspiracists into Republicans. I want to reiterate something that Elon Musk tweeted yesterday. Pope Elon said, People who get their news from legacy TV live in a fake alternate reality. Where does he get off stealing our talking points? You know, he's, he's got the whole faking space thing down, and now he's going to be talking about alternate realities, as though it's just another aspect of watching too much news puts you in an alternate reality, and he's going to call it out because he's a truther guy, but it's like he's kind of uh, diluting it by kind of taking something that's actually profound and just kind of making it a throwaway line to attack the other side. Because it's not like only liberals live in an alternate reality. Conservatives do too. Well, are there any conservatives? I think they all went to Magistan, which is an alternate reality. It's Magistan versus Chazistan. Pick a side. Or don't. I mean, I'm going to be I'm going to be here opting out. This is a very ivory tower. This inactivism. We have this overview. You know, sort of like the astronauts pretend to be way up above, looking down on us. Not just at us. They're looking down on us and our pollution and our war and our boundaries and our borders. And they tell us that they have a higher perspective. And basically, freedom needs to go to hell so that we can save Gaia. Just basically, a space program, as it has always been, is a stalking horse for advancing radical global communism. But... We, by contrast, have a real overview effect. That is, we recognize that the consensus internalized version of the world is just a model. And this model was constructed by some very bad people for the purposes of constraining the human imagination, perhaps even nullifying its soul, locking it into some type of a Truman show. It's a, it's a global clown show. 
as most of you here know. I was joined by Peace Circle 360 with the coffee. Thank you for joining. Jungle Jim, the HBIC, a number of people here from Twitch. And we're at, we're at Twitch. You just find the link at ips.monster. That's where you'll find all of the live streaming links. And by the way, we have two YouTube channels. Well, we have like five, but two that you should subscribe to. One of them is Infinite Plane Society, and the other one is Infinite Plane Radio, where I do premieres in the morning of whatever was previously broadcast. And I don't put sensitive material on the main channel because it's monetized. Not that I'm like a sellout and I'm selling out for the money, but we're actually just being smart because a lot of people want to be so hardcore about their principles that they continually shoot themselves in the feet. Meanwhile, the other side is like, yeah, go ahead. Like, never interrupt your enemy when they're making a mistake. That's why I've kind of said, hey, we have uh, divorced from Trutherville, and any of these red pill propaganda mules are pretty much not allowed on the raft if they continue to do the dirty work of the MSM, which is getting the alt-media to self-sabotage by self-censorship. Easily avoidable stuff. i got to watch what I say. I mean, I do sometimes. I'm listening, and it's like, well... I gotta find another way to say certain words. People like Jake Gibson have mastered the art of outsmarting the censors here by ma mainly dog whistling. But I just, I hate the compromise. Alright, we're joined by Ears Up, Duas Impera, caller from last night. Let's go, said the Discord chat had some music behind, hard to listen to. Uh, interesting. Was it looping or something? Maybe I made an error in the export. It could have been a, a flaw. I didn't double-check that. I was, like, rushed around this morning, so I was kind of editing between doing things. One of these days, I'll be stable, and I'll be sitting in place. All right, joined by Reverse History, Osher06, Oswaldo. Says, yo, IPS, I need a Fepe Moral patch like this head, but with the Velcro on the back. Okay, I'll look into it. I've also been looking at a sticker mule who are now offering, according to the Twitter ad, temporary tattoos. Like, you can put tattoos that look real um, if you just want to test it out before you commit. Like, not everybody wants to have this gremlin-looking penguin tattooed on their neck, but maybe you want to give it a shot. The HBIC says, I don't recall hearing any music. No, but the thing is, when I exported the files, I may have inadvertently added a track because I was using Canva. I haven't had a chance to look at it, so if you can let me know. Did I totally goof up that track? And if I did, I'll have to scrub it. I'll have to be up all night doing Ministry of Truth-like work here. Deleting from the archives, replacing it, and acting like nothing happened. I'll be manduzzling the archives while the rest of you are sleeping. That's what I'm going to be up late doing. Alright, moving on here. Oh yeah, by the way, this graphic on the screen, this is actually a 3D printable, or it's a 3D, yeah, printable model. Uh, this is um, something designed by uh, Cubstar. I was just randomly searching, and this came up. Cubstar Creations, and this is something that you could take and print. I'll put a link in the chat. I want to read this again from Gene Kranz's book, Failure is Not an Option. He was the Apollo flight director, so not the movie director, Stanley Kubrick, who really did it, but this is the guy that pretended to do it, the Apollo flight director. 
He said, in the 1960s, our simulation technology had progressed to the point where it became virtually impossible to separate the training from actual missions. The simulations became full-dress rehearsals for the missions, down to the smallest detail. The simulation tested out the crew's and controller's responses to normal and emergency conditions. It checked out the exact flight plan, mission rules, and procedures that the crew and controllers would use for a later flight. The simulations were so real that no controller could discern the difference between the training and the real mission. It's like that Turing test thing, the point where you can't tell if it's a real person or not on the other end. This is just what, what we're looking at here, and this is from the 60s, where they passed the point where people could be fooled. So in other words, this is another way of saying, and this is some point I've been making for some time, space travel is fakeable. And you'll say, there's no way they could fake it. Too many people would know. 400,000 people were contracted to work with NASA during the Apollo mission. Too many people to keep a secret. Like, you, you can't assume that everybody's in the know. There's security clearance. There's a hierarchy. There's a need-to-know basis. But when it comes down to it, even the people in the control room can be fooled. And they, it's been fakeable, and they've been dupable since the 60s. And I want to add to this, there's that TV hoax called Space Cadets where they tricked five people or six people into thinking they were in space and it was because the other six people on the ship were actors who prevented the people who were the dupes from figuring it out from talking to each other and becoming conspiracy theorists saying that maybe it's all fake they weren't able to conspire and they were tricked so if you can imagine the NASA control room in Houston or whatever all these people gathered around computers every other one of them could be in the know that it's all a simulation and they could just make sure that the person next to them is kept on the outside. My point of it is, is that it's been fakeable admittedly by the director of the Apollo flight mission since the 60s. What a interesting reveal. So you can't say space isn't fakeable, that people aren't foolable. Okay, moving on here, let's go through your comments. See who else has joined us. Multi C0 Dagger. I believe your copy of Autohooksology 101 bounced back here. And I have it ready to send back out. And we're awaiting paperbacks. Once those paperbacks arrive, this thing's going to start moving forward at a high rate of speed. The think tank is not exactly street legal, but it's roadworthy. And we're going to maybe even off-road. But the think tank is basically this. We have the raft assembled. We have the core, the ground zero for this, this planet killer asteroid. We'll just label it Auto Hoax 2024. You know how they have Apophis that's going to come kill the planet. What we're doing here is a severe disruption if it's done right. So we take the raft, and now it just has to go over the land. That's what's next. But we're not waking people up. We're simply... Um, aggregating what's already there into a cohesive whole, a self-aware demographic. We have to awaken the Kraken, or the Crack Gwyn, and it's going to be pretty easy, and I think it's just a matter of getting Autohooksology 101 into a few thousand hands, pairs of hands, and getting everyone on the same sheet, that we're not in Trutherville anymore, and moreover, we have advanced into a uh, sort of a refurbished version of skepticism that is fully aware of perception management through mass media as the 
daily as the norm. PSYOPs as standard operating procedure. So that's what happens next. And it's being facilitated by all of you who are supporters of this channel, not just um, Patreon, but also the IPS website. It's very helpful. appreciate everyone there. We have a number of new subscribers. And if you subscribe, you get the live stream notifications. And occasionally there will be members-only content, but my purpose here isn't to paywall things um, to the point where it constrains uh, growth. We want to aim for um, blowing this up, but as an exponential organization, meaning it can't just be us. There can't just be the IPS think tank that has stepped outside of the MSM box and outside of the alt-media traps. There's going to have to be other epicenters of this incoming mind virus pandemic. But again, we're going to be super spreading this. It's bigger than disease X, but maybe this is the disease X they've been wondering or worrying about. All right, let's continue here. Uh, speaking of fakery, there's this thing going around. It's an image on X of someone who was reportedly run over by an Israeli Defense Force tank. Has, have any of you seen that? A strange photo. And, I, you know, I'm looking at it closely. And I'm, I have seen, for example, I've seen people who have uh, laid down on the train tracks. And I've put together many autopsy bodies. So I know what it looks like the inside, the fatty tissues, the yellow stuff. The, so this, but this one, it looked like, I mean, it looks real in a way. But we've been looking at it closely. That's what we do. Yeah, like Portal Complex says, looks like jelly. It does. And it almost looks like all of his meat and viscera squirted out his neck because of this huge pile. But the pile above his head is like more content that you could fit into that body. And the chest and stuff looks rubbery, like a, like a Chet Hanks chest suit. There's something fishy about it. I don't think there's enough blood. But, you know, look, I don't assume it's real. I, uh, because it's on the screen. Um, I don't have video to go along with it. And here's why you can't say that you know it's real. You can just merely believe it because you trust the news. You can't say you know it. Um, you have to consider the selectivity. And you can't make the mistake of thinking they've given you enough information to make a judgment at that time. So I'm going to suspend judgment. But my point of it is, we're, we're looking at this thing and, and examining it like, is this the next level of special effects? I mean, you've all seen Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, all these various movies where you can see the special effects in the realm of gore. And where's all that money going? That goes into the military-industrial complex if a lot of this is just psywar. Well, it's got to be going into special effects. So we, we're always looking at the deep fakery, the filters, the CGI, but we have to remember that they're still developing the synthetic effects, the hyper-realistic surgical training dolls that bleed that breathe, for example. And these things are very um, widespread. They shipped tons of these things. They shipped a whole lot of simulated casualties to Ukraine for training purposes, quote-unquote. Thank you, Multi-C Zero Dagger. We at IPS appreciate the support. Elephant Tusk says, Have you ever heard of Farsight? They're a well-established remote viewing firm. They're latest teaser states they plan to take out RFK Jr. Uh, fascinating. No, I have not heard about this. I, I find remote viewing interesting. I, it could be... I mean, like, it's... It's it's interesting. I mean, the idea that you give somebody coordinates and they're able to uh, tell you something that's out there. But it's also very fakeable. 
but I don't rule it out necessarily. It's just like a rebranding of clairvoyance, perhaps, which is a thing to some degree. I mean, I don't rule this stuff out. It's just kind of outside of my purview, and you get into the realm of uh, testimonials and stuff, and it, it's just, like, I'm sticking to facts right now, objective reality, although I recognize that there may be areas that have been purposefully left out of bounds. Axiom Oblivion says Auto Hoax Club. Yeah, in a way. I mean, the plan, when I say book tour, promotional tour, uh, what I'm talking about is that prearranged meetups with book readings, with discussions or debates that are contemporaneous to whatever we're talking about that day. For example, maybe we're talking about the space station. Well, we could have a conversation about the space station in the context of the auto hoaxology, media skepticism, and this would open up the doors to a conversation about visual illiteracy. And I already have content ready to show someone objectively. You know, just, hey, look, this is a video, real or fake, real or fake. And I think it'd be easy to demonstrate that the average person is reality impaired by design. They have no other option. Unless you're aware of the purposeful and nonstop pervasive deception in place, unless you're Cywar aware, you wouldn't even question any of this stuff. I mean, I was there. It wasn't that long ago that I was watching the space station over the CGI ball Earth thinking it was real. And it wasn't so much that I thought it was real. I just had no reason to think it was fake. And you have the presumption of truth, that whatever's coming out of there has some implied truth. It's objective. It's a window to the world. And they give you that impression because it's such a good liar. You know, one thing that defines good liars is not that they lie all the time, because then you would catch them, but they gain your trust. Then they lie. Okay, let's continue here. Lean Dion says, IPS ahead of the scripts again. Richie Sunak calls Islamic extremists and right-wing extremists two sides of the same coin. Yep. QAnon radicals, Quran radicals, one hates the deep state, one hates the great Satan. Both of them want women to cover up. They want them barefoot, pregnant, unable to vote, and at home. And they have also a similar component with their um, the, their terrorist ideology as far as like you have Muhammad Atta, who's like the the lead hijacker. You know, the guy at 33 years old crashed into the towers in the plane. And that was on 9-11. And then with the right-wing domestic violent ter terrorists, or whatever they want to call them, DVEs, domestic violent extremists, uh, their figurehead, their martyr would be Timothy McVeigh, who died at 33 also, but on 6-11 via electrocution. But 9-11, 6-11... 9-11 is the external terrorist, 6-11 is the internal. Yeah, these are parallel constructs. And I think it, radical Islam is largely a media-manufactured mischaracterization. It's kind of like how they manufactured bull-cut shooters, shooting up all the schools. You know, these mad white kids, uh, neo-Nazis with trench coats and, and guns, they manufacture these characters. I think radical Islam is largely fake. And I would say the same is true for the domestic violent extremist thing. But these are mischaracterizations on purpose. So they've created, out of whole cloth, Magastan and the Q Fringe. The guy chopping the head off his father and the, the various Q, basically, um, martyrs for the cause, assassins. We've had all these various 
characters, like the one who killed his kids in Mexico with the spear, stabbed him 17 times for Q, they manufacture these characters and they just attach it to everyone. So that's why I say Magastan. Magastan is basically any trad right type who has been stigmatized with all the negative aspects of the MAGA construct. And it's pretty bad if you're following that. Maybe you think, hey, this is great. Let's make America great again. It doesn't sound bad at first, but then you got Charlie Kirk, and he's like, yeah, let's do away with civil rights. And you got Nick Fuentes. Women shouldn't vote, and if they're 13, why aren't they pregnant? Like, they're basically aiming to groom teenagers and turn them into incubators for some white nationalist state, some kind of... What's that movie where all the women have to wear masks and it looks like um, like the Mormons took over or something? If anyone can remind me, um, I, oh yeah, the the something tale, the bride's tale, bride's handmaid's tale. Yes, handmaid's tale. Well, the handmaid's tale is Magastan realized, basically, and it's it's a, it's a fascinating parallel though. So I think there's everything everything there compares, and it's a template thing. Like I would compare the terror cell, this hidden threat that could just erupt, and out of the terror cell you can have some sexually repressed, misogynistic extremist blow himself up so he can go to some carnal paradise you know blowing up a bunch of people that's the suicide bomber but the terror cell has been replaced by the incel who has the same gripe against the same people and is killing himself for the same cause one hates the great satan one hates the deep state both see western women as quote corrupt that's why they're incels. The, the, the incel means they're involuntarily celibate. But they're basically the jihadist holy warriors of the, the domestic violent extremists. And it, it, again, this is all just mischaracterization. This is stuff they've made up. These are uh, stereotypes that they've created. I think it really started interestingly with uh, Elliot Rogers, who was like the son of a cinematographer from Hunger Games, who shot up the sorority after releasing all these videos. I guess he'd be a TikToker if this was done today, but he was just releasing these videos about how much uh, women rejected him and he wanted revenge, and that's when they really started talking about the manosphere as being a breeding ground for toxic masculinity. But again, uh, Richie Sunak comparing Islamic extremists to right-wing extremists, I made this correlation before, and there's even more. So, for example, Al-Qaeda means the base. The white nationalist extremist group that was credited with having threatened power stations in the Northwest and a few other places is called the base. So we have white Al-Qaeda, or vanilla ISIS, as some call it. But it's, again, created by the same, I think, the same entities. These are parallel groups. And isn't it notable that post-9-11, the Patriot Act was designed to uh, supposedly, ostensibly, go after the terrorists. However, it seems like it's been totally repurposed and it's going to be going after the Patriots because the Patriots have somehow been inverted into the terrorists. I see the word Patriot, and I think one of two things. It's either pay, P-A-Y, Patriot, they're doing it for the money online, or uh, it's just some kind of virtue signal to say that I'm a Patriot, so you're not. All right, moving on here. And look, we're... I'm seeing a lot of hype about nukes, about World War III, and it's like, let's just call the bluff, like, nuke something, because I don't have any fear. I don't believe in these things. I have no reason to. I'm not superstitious. I'm not intimidated. I'm not 
in a defensive posture. I don't have a bunker waiting for me. I mean, isn't it funny how for years it's been like the bunker is like the mainstay of the conspiracy theorists who are always like, okay, when stuff goes down, we go into the bunkers and we lock down. We have everything there. We survive. And then when they're told to lock down, suddenly they don't want to lock down. Like they're giving you a bunker with Netflix and Stimmy checks and Uber Dash, and now you don't want it. But my point is the the bunker situation, the idea that everything's going to end. I keep seeing all this stuff, and uh, I just don't have that fear. So I'm like, yeah, go ahead, nuke Texas, nuke uh, Seattle. I'm just interested in the fallout, not in the literal fallout, but in how people respond, because I know how I'm going to respond. I'm not going to be perturbed whatsoever. Oh, good point, Lean Dion, based. So uh, the right wing, I'm sorry, not the right wing, the alt-right, the 4chan types, the white nationalists, all that group use the word based to describe when somebody says something that they agree with that happens to be like anti-woke. So woke and based are kind of two sides of this coin. So it's interesting that, yes, the domestic violent extremists are the base. Okay, moving on here. Uh, Joe Rogan had a talk with Cat Williams, who went into this long tirade. Cat uh, Williams on Joe Rogan's show talking about the connection between transgenderism and the Baphomet. Very bizarre conversation, but it's not even accurate. Uh, Baphomet is not a demon that was worshipped. It's more like a, a composite. that rep It's more like um, a totem or something. A hieroglyph. I mean, it's not like it's an entity, it's not the devil, it's just they're taking a very shallow uh, perspective on it and then using it in their culture war stuff, but it's not accurate. Uh, the horned gods aren't demons, but they represent the male active principle in nature as opposed to, like, uh, you know, father nature, you could say. But the entity itself is Chimera. It's a human goat with angel wings and some reptilian components, and it has... Um, it has both sexes combined because it's representing this um, balance between male and female. That's why it has the one hand up, one hand down. It's all this hermetic thing, as above, so below. But it's about balance between the angelic and the bestial and humans being somewhat poised in between. So it it's really not what they're mischaracterizing it as. And it's just kind of um, just sheer ignorance on display here. It's kind of interesting to watch because Joe Rogan just sits back here uh, very stoned and speechless. I'll play a clip, but it's I don't know. It's just rather uninformed. The ingredients list. It's like if you want flour, you need wheat. <laughs> like you're gonna... Sorry, it's already putting me to sleep. We'll move on from there. Baphomet is intersex. That is the correct term. Uh, Joe Biden says climate change deniers are Neanderthals. Okay. More ad hominem. You don't believe you're, you're a denialist, for example. Nothing but, that's all they have. That's all they have is ad hominem. Thank you, Lean Dion. Bro slogan. Bro slogan. I never found it all that interesting. It's just that he shows up in my feed because of who he interviews. But I, I've never really sat there and listened to an entire episode. I get... I don't have the time necessarily. And also, I know where he's coming from. 
I'm interested in the bigger picture, like, for example, his role in aiding and abetting the censorship agenda against podcasts, because they used him as an example, since he's the biggest channel on Spotify. The example is why they need to use the same type of uh, terms of service that YouTube does as far as content censorship. And I thought it was just, you know, Wild West with podcasts. We can just speak our minds. It's out of sight, out of mind, but no. And they use the whole the C-19 thing as a way to bring about the censorship agenda without anybody really, uh, re I guess, rebelling. G33 says, how are you doing on Patreon, bro? Uh, you know, Patreon is great. Uh, you know, it allows, it's actually, it's expanded. It has um, video. I can upload video. I can put all the archives there. Um, it's, it's fine. And we have a good number of people there who are on the live stream notifications. And more importantly, though, we're monetized here on YouTube, which means that starting in about a month or maybe a month and a half, there'll be a regular check, which just means fewer interruptions and fewer distractions. I won't have to be doing many side gigs. I'll be focused um, entirely on this, which is optimal for what we're doing here. And what we're doing is, uh, I mean, it's already there. There's already a fracture. There's already a divide but there's no unity in it and so that's what we have to do we have to consolidate and aggregate anybody who is on the right side of the screen and it's not an easy thing a lot of people are more or less going to go with peer pressure and that's another reason to do this you get numbers on your side maybe some of the more timid people on the fringes of truth avail will just jump ship but they need to know that they have a secure landing spot Okay, moving on here. Uh, Dan Stevens, chemtrail boofer, e-raging at airplanes on X. Today he said, full wing, propel, uh, full wing sprays have been introduced into the fleet. I follow Dan Stevens because he's one of the ragiest anti-chemtrail activists out there on X. And I accuse him of being a skyphobe and afraid of clouds. But it's always the same thing every day. I'm like, well, it's cool that you can find meaning in this. Never let scientific facts get in the way of a compelling narrative. Conspiracy theorists need to recognize that they can be wrong as well, that they can be misled. Uh, Alt-media isn't pure. Just because they're truthers or just because the media is a liar and they're calling out liars doesn't mean that they haven't fell or fallen into some similar traps. And the only reason I harp on this is because it's an orthodoxy among truthers, so it's something that everyone would have to respond to. Where do you stand on this issue and why? Because ultimately it's about how keen are you to recognizing logical fallacies and, moreover, long games. What is the long game here? What's the point? Well, the point of it is they have managed to create ubiquitous belief in anthropogenic climate change, even by people who don't believe in climate change because they believe in it by another name. Very clever. Not to mention, I think it's part of the structure of the world stage where they need everybody to have a dread or a fear of repercussions from the Earth God. Gaia, or God, whatever you want to call it. The idea of retribution for man's action is just kind of ingrained into our psyches, and I think they want to bring that back with a more scientific context. Although they haven't changed very much. Look at the modern flood myth 
look at the iconography of the Noah and their symbol, the dove, and their arc storm concept, and you can see it's all the same. G33 says that fire guy was probably brain chipped. Oh yeah. You know what? You might be onto something here. I was like, there's no way it was a Chinese space laser. You would have seen something. But he might have been neuralinked. You know how all these Teslas are just igniting? Maybe the first few people that get neuralinked, you know, one out of fifty are gonna be spontaneously combusting. No, but he was saying something. It supposedly he was saying something something about uh Palestine. I think it's fake because it's fakeable and it's extraordinary as a claim. It has an immediately implementable political agenda and there are special effects that can reproduce what we saw there exactly. So I have a lot of reasons to think it's not real. And someone on Twitter had posted this. Aaron Bushnell is his name. Here are some words that you can extrapolate from Aaron Bushnell. Habaneros. Burn. Unreal. Hero. Hell. Ash. Burns. Ruse. Every word that, that, that comes out of uh, Aaron Bushnell basically says that this is a hoax. And habanero peppers are extremely hot. I mean, you can hold them in your hand, and I think they even burn your hand. The orange ones? Like these yellowish-orange ones? But, yeah, I think it's fake. Does anybody here believe it's real? What else? There's got to be something else along with this. I mean, we had the recent, what, anniversary of Waco, where you had 33-year-old Dave Koresh and all those people burning. Texas on fire at the Panhandle. There may be something more to it. But the burning man as a symbol is uh, also representative of the phoenix. And also Christ, phoenix, it has to do with uh, this kundalini concept, but this could be symbolic in addition to being political. Continuing here, uh, Duas and Paris says, I'm on the fence with this one, don't come up much any, either way, but Dane Wigington is doing a good job of being the truffer's Greta, the sky is falling and all. Yeah, look, here's the thing. If I believed in chemtrails, I would be networking with 20 or 30 other Chicken Littles, and we would be filing a class action lawsuit. And every time I say this, they're like, oh, you can't do it. It's like, what you're telling me, like, I've sued Google, I've sued, I've pretty much sued um, John Doe's, I've sued many different uh, in individuals, and of course, suing Google wasn't exactly easy, but like, Nothing would stop you from doing it. It's just a question of, are you going to get it to trial? But that's not the point. Part of the purpose to doing a class action lawsuit with a bunch of chemtrailers is to get the gears moving, to get the thing moving, to get people talking about it. And then from there, you build a support within the community and you hire some real attorneys and you talk about, well, what does it mean that airplanes are dumping chemicals on playgrounds? Can I sue for chemtrail lung? Have I been damaged? Is my fill-in-the-blank condition actually a result of the chemicals? Should we send all the pilots to Gitmo since they've been engaging in chemical warfare against the populations? Like, there, Should we ground all the airplanes tomorrow? But none of them want to take any action. They just want to sit there and cry about it. And I don't really have any patience for it. It's like you're just a chemtrail Greta at this point. I'm glad that you found something to give your life meaning, but it's 
an argument from ignorance at this point, and it's not the hill that I would die on. You know, I try not to engage in bad argumentation, and I would not stand on an argument from sheer ignorance. Let's see what we have here. Yeah, Dewis and Paris says, it's more interesting in observing how mirrored opposing sides are. Greta and Dane, same thing. Yeah, I call it the bifurcated sidewar. And the axiom here is that if any of these issues has a split down the middle, you can choose in a partisan way how to believe it to be true. And these, which should be mutually exclusive, like or they, they should not be able to coexist. One has to be true. They can't both be true. But the fact that both are true suggests that they're both fake. In any of these psyops where both sides look at the same thing and have completely different conclusions but nothing really changes, yeah, it's, it's kind of fake. It's like a fight over an opinion. Left Wing says, we're being... Um, well, we're open up to... Our borders are open for working age men because every immigrant is a net gain on the economy. And in fact, we're exploiting the illegal immigrants. Like they make the case that these working age men are a net benefit for America and that they're going to help pay for the safety net of aging populations who may not have it. So I, I hear this from the left. They describe immigration in glowing terms. Then on the right, it's like we're being invaded by military age men and they're going to kill us all. It's like, well, which is it? Are they military age men or are they working age men? Like, which is it? And I, I hear these same arguments brought up every election cycle. And it's like, well, look, I remember when Obama was being elected, first hearing about the invading uh, Middle Eastern men dressed up as Mexicans. So it's like terrorists with sombreros sneaking across the border. It's like, well, whatever happened to them? They're now retirement age men. Oh, good point. Michelle Kastner says, Usher had a huge Phoenix pin on his coat during the halftime performance. Yes, it's, an, it's a very important symbol. In fact, I, I, many have made the argument, in fact, what was it, Manly P. Hall, that the American Eagle is a phoenix, that it's representative of a phoenix, and that America has a, a secret destiny here, which is, it's got to burn. The West has got to burn down. And following this is the build back better. And I think what it, what it means is that to bring about this one world ubiquitous utopian vision, they have to create like the epitome of everything that's wrong with the world. And that's America and the West and what the woke criticism of the West. It's the Titanic that's going to be sinking soon because of its own hubris. And we've been looking at this story being told in so many different ways for some time. And there's some fascinating connections we've already talked about between the sinking of the Titanic and the sinking of the Twin Towers and what they both represent. And it's tied in also, I believe, to the space program itself, which I think is the really the, the expression of the Tower of Babel realized as in the trip from Earth to Heaven uniting all mankind, but that it's the symbol of man's hubris. And of course, that's what the whole Tower of Babel thing was about treading on God's turf, and then it falls. So we're being prepped for the fall of the Tower of Babel, the sinking of the West, and it's dramatized in so many ways. I mean, in 2022, we were watching the story of uh, Ye West's world burn, as Westworld was burning, as Westeros in Game of Thrones was burning. 
or the Western movie Rust had a lot of connotations to the West burning. The repeated symbol has been the burning house. Dewis and Paris says anthropomorphic climate change versus reptile thromorphic geoengineering. I first heard that from, I believe it was a, probably David Iker or someone who said that the reptilians from Sirius came down here and took over by upgrading the local ape population. They, they upgraded them with their own genetics and turned them into humans so that basically our gods are the aliens that upgraded us. And they did this for slave labor so that we could mine gold that they need to repair their atmosphere. But moreover, at some point, they're going to be using geoengineering to destroy our atmosphere, which will make it inhospitable for man, and we'll have to live in, in, inside of uh, deep underground military bases, domed cities. But it'll be perfect and breathable for the reptoids to show up from beneath the ground where they've been waiting this entire time, terraforming Earth more to their liking. So it's one of the two. G33 says the eagle is the phoenix. The dollar bill has the pyramid of the eye. What does that need to be there for? Uh, look at the dollar bill with the pyramid on the back, and at the bottom it has the Roman numerals for 1776, the birth of America. But fascinatingly, that's 1776 AD. But 1776 AL, which references the year of light on the Masonic calendar, 1776 AL, which is 4,000 years prior. So you just add 4,000 to know the year the Masons say that it is. The year of America's birth corresponds to 1776 AL when the Tower of Babel's construction began. So Tower of Babel, 1776 AL. America, 1776 AD. But fascinatingly, the Great Pyramid in Giza is 5,700 and 76 inches high. In 1776 AD, that was the year, 5776. So there's a connection between the Tower of Babel, America, and the Pyramid, and the Dollar Bill. And it, it's all rather succinct. And then you can tie this in also to the One World Trade Tower that replaced the Twin Towers, which they put up at 1776 feet, 1776. Wayne Dion says, thankfully Space Force is, on, is in contact with the Galactic Federation. Yes, well, the Reptoids versus the Blue Avians. And I think if you're MAGA, you're on the side of the Blue Avians. And if you're a Democrat, you side with the Reptoids. I don't know where the Greys fall into this. Now, here's what I think about Greys. Grey is black and white combined. And I think it symbolizes the achievement of, or the synthesis of their Hegelian dialectics at every level. The alien invasion scenario has always been about one world unity. We either unite to fight them, or we unite because our space, our space brothers come down and enlighten us about how to live without borders and how to just be one. But what does it look like when we become one? It's the blurring or the blending away of all distinctions. National boundaries, 
race, everything that they're blurring away is moving us towards oneness. And the alien, the gray, is the perfect representation of the fully realized plan here at oneness. No race, um, technologically advanced, probably no carbon footprint, no discernible sex. They're just all the same, but they're also perfect, like angels, androgynous. And the God of the New Age in the Thelemic context is described as androgynous, but you could look at the alien as an ideal. At least um, that's kind of how it's been brought forward here. But my point of it is the alien invasion represents one world unity, the destruction of all, or rather the elimination of boundaries. But now replace extraterrestrial with illegal alien invasion. Or just alien or immigrant invasion, but, but alien invasion ubiquitously. In other words, get rid of all the borders, what happens? Everybody invades everybody. There's no longer any nation. Everything is one. And I think what we have here, with the left in particular, is they've been psychologically prepped to embrace the alien because they're being prepped to embrace this one-worldness. That's why they're like porous. Our world is open, invade us. Our country's open, invade us. Our homes are indefensible because we don't believe in guns, invade us. We are willing lab rats, invade us, you know, with the, with the pokey. You see what I mean? They're porous. But then you look at the right, and they're like, aliens are demons. Immigrants need to stay out. We need our Second Amendment, stay out of the cities, and you're not coming anywhere near me with that. So you have one side is just completely closed to the alien, one side is open to the alien. And they've created this on purpose because, and this is what I mean by making an example out of America and pulling down Babylon, is that they have to break that. They want to break the last vestiges of nationalism, of individualism. They want to break any kind of stronghold against this ubiquitous invasion or this one-worldism. But I think it, they're set up to take a fall. Now, there's, there's more about the Tower of Babel that's really intriguing here that ties into uh, the Space Needle, for example. Fascinating stuff when you get into it. We'll, we'll make, we might get back into that soon. I'm going to have to do a, a video, like a 30-minute video, on the Tower of Babel, how it's been represented in the world today, and Nimrod, the builder of the Tower of Babel, Dr. Evil himself, Jeff Bezos, and how it ties in to the bigger picture. And the number, we talk about 9-11, but the mirror of it, 119. 119 was the date the ISS movie came out. It's the Donnie Darko release date. That number has been consistently associated in that date of movie releases, with movies of, with planes falling, stuff falling from the sky. Well, Genesis 119 is the Tower of Babel falling. Not a coincidence. 9-11, 11-9... Elephant Tusk says, Tim, we need to paint the roof of the IPS headquarters blue. That's right, so we don't get the, the direct energy weapons. There's a 5G tower right outside my window. They could take me out any time they want, right? Diana Southhard says, Military-aged Antarcticans are invading, crossing the border ice wall. I think it's hilarious. Like, there's, there's men coming. And they have traditional values. It's like, wait a minute here. Everyone on the alt-right is always complaining about the loss, of the, the kenification of the American male. There's no real men anymore. 
and we're losing our traditional values. Well, here, look, you're importing a bunch of people who have your values. I've been saying merge it. Merge the Taliban with Magistan. Just invite them in. Turn Middle America into this ideal. And that's what MAGA is. See, MAGA is idealism, just as bad as progressivism. Progressivism is a utopian future. MAGAism is an idealized past, which probably didn't even exist. Any mud flutters in the house? Okay, let's move on here. Let's see what I'm missing in the comments. A lot of commenters tonight. You know, one more thing about Babylon. When Donald Trump came out with the red hat, the scarlet hat, and MAGA, the message was make America great again, the implication being that America's not great anymore because America's fallen. And if you read the story or the, the verses about the whore of Babylon, it's basically Babylon has fallen across her brow, and the scarlet, she's got the scarlet, so it's like the MAGA hat, red, scarlet, MAGA, make America great again, Babylon has fallen. And she's also described as a witch, a sorceress, making the world drunken on her, whatever she's distributing. And it's like, wow, isn't that what he did? And, and what's more, MAGA means witch. So it's perfect. I'm just saying it's fascinating here how you can find these things, like the, the Antichrist stuff associated with the Trump, the MAGA, witch... Babylon connection, all very pertinent and interesting. And it's it's by design. I really think it's by design. The other day we were looking at the Economist cover from the Obama era that had a guy in a red hat inside of what looked like a Q, but it was the male symbol pointed down. It's called the weaker sex. It's like they're forecasting the future. It's the destruction of what MAGA represents, which is a straw man, but they're breaking down the final barriers to their one world idealism. And I think they win, really. If I look, I'm looking at the big picture, realizing they write history in advance, there's not going to be a major plot twist. Like, I, America burns. America falls. The Tower of Babel falls. We're witnessing this. You can't fix it. Don't try to hold it up. No need to engage in activism. Okay, let's see here. Diana Sal says, The past never existed as Maga Mandela affected remember. Yeah, well, they believe in time travel. Trump's a time traveler. Uh, Trump has a time travel portal at Trump Tower. So when JFK does show up, he's not going to be 109 years old. He's going to be 46 with a disgusting head wound that hasn't quite healed because he's been somehow able to remain you know, in stasis. But no, uh, the uh, Q Street is just bad. You know, you go down these streets and you see people on fentanyl and they're just like doubled over and you're like, okay, you know, teach their own. It's sad, you know, but people have free will. And I, I drive through Magastan and I know they're taking mentanol laced red pills. Hopium, bad hopium, scratching in the dirt for hopium. They can never find it. Subsisting off of nothing burgers. And it's, it's a sad scene, but you know what? They choose this. I'm not trying to save them. Okay, let's move on here. Yes, Aaron Bushnell, Burning Man. His name breaks down to Habaneros, Burn, Ruse, Unreal, and Ash. Probably a Phoenix connection. 
We've discussed already how the simulations have been so real since the 60s that space has been eminently fakeable. G33 says, why not be ready when something happens? Evasion, survival, don't give in. Okay, now prepperism is another one of these things that was, I think, set up to encourage paranoia and division. And prepperism is an easy sell. I stopped buying into it and even thinking about it seriously on March 31st, 2020. Because Richie from Boston said, on April Fool's Day, they're going to unplug the internet for everybody. Black cars will show up and drag me out of my house, and you'll never hear from me again. If you want to buy my storable food items, you get a 15% discount if you put the code in Richie. And I'm like, wait a minute, Richie. They're shutting down the world tomorrow. You're going to be kidnapped, probably put into a guillotine for telling the truth about chemtrails. And you're trying to sell me storable food items. But if the internet goes down, how is my order going to be processed? How are you going to get your royalties for that? How are you going to get your commission? And then I realize, you know what? I think they're just selling fear and a solution. Hey, be scared, but here's a solution. Whenever there's talk of nukes, Alex Jones hypes up iodine. They take iodine for, for fallout. So it'll be iodine, ivermectin, and super male vitality. A bunch of MREs, a Bible, AR-15s, and a bunch of ammunition in your bunker. Then you're set. I want to be like Rose in Leave the World Behind. If I have to go into a bunker, I want the entire collection of friends start to finish, and I'll watch it all. You know what's kind of strange about that is last year, I was kind of for a little while having a hard time finding a place, and I was stuck in a motel for a little while, and... I'm not complaining about it because you get what you pay for, but it had a big screen TV and Friends was on, just like repeat all the time. And I had never watched Friends before. And I was kind of just leaving it on in the background. And it kind of made me believe in mind control because it did have this, this quality about it where it was calming. It reduced anxiety. I didn't really care about my situation as much when Friends was on. It's like, you know what? There's something about this. It's like the opiate of the masses. Some is, is, is sitcom television or something. Everything's normal. Ms. L says, remember that guy who said they were going to put stickers on your mailbox and it meant you were going to FEMA camps? Yes, I remember the FEMA camp fear for so long. We did a gathering in Denver called the Flat Earth Music and Art Camp to mock FEMA camp fear because we figured if any of these things are real, then all the people that we want to know are going to be at the FEMA camps. Think about it. They want a FEMA camp, anybody who can see through the fake news. These are all the people we like. I will see every single one of you, the 75 of you here on YouTube. If they were FEMA camping people for being thought criminals, we'd be hanging out. It'd be a free conference, uh, three squares, a cot. You know, They'd be taking care of us. We'd have a gym. We'd play soccer. Like It would be a great time. So we thought, let's just have a FEMA camp every year and we, we started something like that on those grounds. But we already learned that they don't do FEMA camps. They do ubiquitous home incarceration, curfews and lockdown. West Coast Boast is here. He says, the way Letitia James has been reading her statements, it's like she's on a Tyler Perry movie. 
it's all an act. Uh, you know, Miles Mathis writes a lot of great content about the fakery in, in the world today. And he did a recent piece on one of the Trump trials. I think it has to do with the one with the kooky lady who said she was groped in a department store. But anyway, he was suggesting that all of these televised courtroom cases are fake. That we just They're just fake. It's basically like with the OJ thing. It's for eyes, it's for influence, but there's no reason to take these things seriously. And it's, it's interesting because I look at some of these things like the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, case and there's a number of weird anomalous things there people's feet sinking into the floor. And what was with that Derek Chauvin trial? Only 33 people allowed in the room. It's all, in my view, it's all theater. Commenter says, intellectual honesty is a crime in any totalitarian country, but even in England, it's not exactly profitable to speak and write the truth. No, it's a bad business model. And since 2017, we've watched a lot of people compromise and compromise to maintain their platforms. To be uncompromising is to be an unsustainable business model. And that's one of the things that has been like the biggest challenge here is recognizing that no, we're not monetizable. But weirdly, just seems like ever since my lawsuit got filed, YouTube's been nice to me. I'm monetized. They said I can attach my Shopify store. So Autohooksology 101 is actually being advertised on the channel. Spotify, whose headquarters is at the One World Trade Tower, and they emailed me a year after the fact and said, okay, fine, you can have your channel back. But no, they, they punish you um, by taking away your super chats and your subscribers because of what you say. It's very effective. But that doesn't stop us. What I decided to do was, let's just not associate with their ecosystem. They don't want us well, we can't complain if they keep kicking us out. Um, it's just doing the same thing again and again. It's beginning to be the definition of insanity. So we decided to split. We're breaking off, breaking away. We're, we're a divergent movement, no longer part of alt media. We're going to have our own ecosystem. But first, we need the numbers. We need the people who are open to these ideas, who understand them, who create content in this realm. And it's not just some niche market thing. This has the potential to metastasize to the point where it's problematic. Worse than Flat Earth. If you think Flat Earth triggered the mainstream media, and it still kind of does. Uh, was it Tyler Owen? Some uh, NFL draftee just came out the other day and he said space is fake. But my point of it is, uh, Flat Earth was very, very disruptive. A lot of people in the media didn't know how to deal with it. But what we're bringing is worse. And I've described it as an asteroid, auto hoax 2024, and it's a planet killer. And by planet killer, I mean it would devastate the world stage um, if its implications were fully realized by enough people. And I, I have a few ideas on how to make that happen, if we're not stopped. NFL prospect Tyler Owens bizarrely admits he doesn't believe in space or other planets. Now, notice he says he doesn't believe. And look, I don't think this guy is a shill being fed lines. I think he has a nuanced take on it. And I say this because he said twice, he reiterates, I don't know. So he's taking the perspective of shape agnosticism. 
So I think this is someone who's given it a lot of thought. Tyler Owens doesn't believe in space. I think he makes a better argument than Kyrie Irving. And remember, Kyrie Irving said these things. He was castigated. He was a scapegoat. He was uh, ruining the education of children. And then he kind of apologized, and they gave him his own shoes, his own brand of shoes with an Illuminati eye on them. Do you remember those Kyrie Irving Illuminati shoes? Maybe they let him in the club. Yep, this is it. Kyrie Irving keeps it weird with his confetti Nikes. And they do have the Illuminati all-seeing eye on the back of them. So that's interesting. What does that mean? And then who was the other one? Uh, Stephen Curry said the moon landing was fake, but then he immediately did a 180. He went live on Instagram with Mark Kelly, and after that they gave him his own shoes, the moon shoes, which looked like shoes covered in craters. I mean, they were ugly, but well, they were awful. Antichrist Denier says Kyrie was always in the club. You know what? You're right. Thinking again, we have to remember uh, sports is part of the PSYOP entertainment complex. And in that case, it seems like, you know what? He wouldn't even be at that level if he wasn't in the club. Angst G says, YouTube doesn't want to appear retaliatory to IPS now that the court case is in motion. Right. Ted Striker 2112 says, Sucks I have to sign into YouTube three times to make it in. Glad to catch this live. I would download the app, but you have other listening options as well. Some people still use DLive. There's Twitch. Twitch is very reliable. For some reason, it doesn't have the audience, but it's, it's actually a very stable and reliable platform. Okay, moving on here. I had a number of points here that were earmarks. Yes, Vlad's red button. Putin threatens to nuke the West. Yep, do it already. Do it. Do it. Do the nuke. Hit the red button. We're ready. Are we ready? Is anybody here not ready for the nuke? What do we want to happen first? According to JL26, who has some very interesting takes on the world stage, and I don't necessarily disagree with a lot of his stuff. I mean, Facts are facts, relationships, connections are there, just a question of their meaningfulness and how you arrive at them. But his prognostication is that 6-11, Seattle gets the nuke, and then 8-4, uh, Trump gets the JFK treatment. Both are fake, by the way. I'm not saying bad things are going to come, I'm going to say fake things are coming. Violent, I'm sorry, Violet is ready. Lean Dion says, do the nuke in Putin. Yeah, I want Putin to go full-blown Oppenheimer on the West Coast. And I know people that live there. So it sounds callous. Like, you you want California to get nuked? Uh, no, I want them to get fake nuked. There's no such thing as a real nuke. And I'm calling their bluff. I want them to do it. Because we want to, first of all, see if they're just adhering to rule number nine from Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals, a book dedicated to Lucifer, Rule number nine, the threat of the thing is more terrifying than the thing itself. Is this just a bluff? And then if they do it, we are obviously going to want to critique it. I want to critique the work of Christopher Nolan. You know, before I got the fever 
before I caught disease X, maybe it, it was like the day before I got sick um, last month, I went to the Atomic Museum here in town and I saw a scale model of Oppenheimer's gadget tower where they had the ball dropping. But I, I went and I saw basically a lot of the artifacts from the Trinity site where the bomb test happened. Even the American flag, which was all tattered. And you would think it was because of the bomb, but no. It was just weathered. But I had something specifically earmarked having to do with this. I'll see if I can find it before... We'll get back to that. If you want to follow my notes, it's minds.com slash infinite plane society. And I use minds.com as a way to uh, have a feed where I post comments of my own, but also other people have comments on other platforms, and I put them in one place. So, for example, on YouTube, UncoolBen79 said, There isn't duality. Cold is just a word to describe a lack of heat. So no silence or darkness either. Just sound and light to varying degrees. Evil is just lack of love. And he would have been... Um, bouncing off the conversation I had last night uh, during the live stream with Dua Sempera about this world and whether we're in the midst of some kind of dualistic spiritual warfare or struggle or is this some kind of trick of a demiurge? Is it a dream, a simulation, a video game? And I was talking about the video game as sort of a metaphor. You know, the avatar, the person you're playing in a constricted environment with rules and constraints with no free will but doing it for entertainment and using that kind of as an analogy to describe incarnation from the perspective of the spirit not bound by time and space and the labyrinth of the demiurge. Let's see here. Elvin Tusk says, are hypersonic missiles fake? Um, I wouldn't have any reason to think so. But nukes could be simulated and you know I mean, weapons are real guns are real bombs are real but the question is is there a button someone can push that could ignite the atmosphere and kill us all weapons of mass destruction the premise behind creating this perception these exist is is obviously to reset geopolitics to put us into collective stockholm syndrome we're all in the middle of a circular firing squad Everyone's aiming at everybody else. It's meant to make the world stage what it is, precarious. On the precipice of imminent destruction if we don't all do whatever. But that's like the instantaneous destruction. Climate change is used in the same way. These are universal threats. And the universal threats are the things that I pretty much would contend are the fake ones. But they're used to unify us all. Big lies. And as long as you believe the big lies, you can fight about everything else down below. There's a million things you can fight over. You can fight over your opinions all day long as long as you believe in the doomsday devices that the power elite have and are ready to use on you. Antichrist Denier correctly says nukes would be an excuse for a nationwide lockdown to protect people from deadly fallout. you got to watch the Humanity Bureau with Nicolas Cage, which is about a post-apocalyptic America where everybody's locked down. But is a twist. Turns out somebody in government, or maybe a lot of people, were involved in uh, a deception, and people were locked out 
I mean locked down and kept away from vital resources over a lie because there wasn't really any radiation out there. Leonard says, damn, you're trying to nuke me. Oh yeah, look, I, I, I'm saying it's fake. So you're going to be ground zero where they fake it. And I have a few reasons to think that Seattle could be a place where they could fake it. That's the reset button. Antichrist denier says, possibly another round of election by mail. Well, here's another part of it. I think a lot of it is about destroying the internet. Not the infrastructure and turning it off, but they're going to say, hey, look, the reason why we got nuked is because domestic violent extremists in America influenced by the internet rubbed elbows with Russians and got this stuff and made this happen. And if it weren't for Discord and Telegram and X, this wouldn't have happened. So they will trace it to mind viruses and hate speech and conspiracy theories. They'll ultimately blame it on wrong think, on thinking outside the box, on ideas that haven't been vetted, that it might be okay for you to carry it because you're a healthy super spreader, but the mentally ill or the people who are prone to extremism will take these viruses and carry them to their dangerous extremes. So it's too dangerous for you to walk around without your mind masked. So that's what's next. The lockdown equivalent will happen to the internet. That's what's next. And I predict, I, I saw a foreshadowing of this in 2020 when the Kardashians froze their social media for a time. And they said it was because of too many conspiracy theories. They needed to clean up the internet. In other words, they need to sanitize this public space. G33 says, okay, guns are real, okay. Yes. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm not a denialist whatsoever. I, I'm, I'm truly probably an objectivist. One of the few people in the world who can claim to be an objectivist. Because objectivists, by and large, have all accepted the argument from authority represented by the TV screen. And they all are mainstream media true believers. It's funny how objectivists, who are largely atheists, will, will mock mythology and holy books and people who believe in myths. Meanwhile, they have taken in the visual equivalent of a Bible. Because that's what worldview, you know, when we talk about worldview, that's what we're talking about. It's a perception of the world as filtered through these presuppositions. But I am firmly grounded in reality. I'm not an escapist. I don't deny anything, but I don't augment. I have a lot of I don't knows. I have a lot of questions. My curiosity has not been dulled by false explanations. Okay, let's see what else we have here. Portal Complex says, is ludicrous speed real? As far as I know, the fastest craft, the fastest, I guess, and I don't even think it was manned, but within the Earth's atmosphere, I think it was 5,000 miles per hour or something like that. What is the speed record? Tom Cruise went Mach 10 in Top Gun 2, but within the Earth's atmosphere. So here we go. Uh, 4,520 miles per hour, the North American X-15 fastest aircraft ever. The, Co the Concorde was the fastest passenger aircraft at Mach 2. 
So there you have it, unmanned 4,500. But the ISS is going 17,000 miles per hour, but it's because it's above the atmosphere. If it were to drop into the atmosphere, it would fall to pieces. Thrustazar says, how many U.S. cities do they have to fake nuke to get tools to sign up for World War III? I happen to think that they may do something in the water outside of Seattle. And this has been foreshadowed in many things we've been talking about for some time. Godzilla, even. You know, Godzilla is a... And I wasn't even aware of this, although I had already kind of seen the symbolism and kind of made these connections, and I saw that. No, actually, Godzilla is a metaphor for atomic, the atomic bomb. And the fact that Godzilla came out this last year following Barbie and Oppenheimer is actually very pertinent and significant when you get into the subtext of these things. But bringing about Godzilla from the water is another one of these Kraken symbols. So you have Kraken, Godzilla, and we're talking about the Beast of the Sea or the Terminator. And all these things, all these symbols in the aggregate all point to the Abyss. Revelation 9-11, the King in the Abyss, Abaddon, Apollyon, the Destroyer. And it's been so consistent this entire time that my conclusion based on predictive programming is that the nuke's going to happen out on the out, um, in the water and it'll create a tidal wave in Seattle probably. They're not going to actually do it where they have to blow stuff up, although they've cle they can clear huge areas. They can stage things in large areas, especially when you look at the drills that go on. Let's not forget there were 88 admitted drills happening on 9-11, and there were at least a thousand mass casualty actors that were drawn from police departments. Like, this is well known. So it's, it's going to be simulated, is my point. But I think after maybe that, they may do some high altitude ones. High altitude would just be EMP, and maybe they could simulate fallout in some way. And there have been plenty of drills going on for dirty bombs by domestic violent extremists. So all the drills, interestingly enough, are blaming the Timothy McVeighs, uh, not the Muhammad Attas. Anna Christenier says, Great take. It's been 10 years since the last scrubbing of the internet. If anybody remembers, coincidentally, after 2014 is when the Mandela Effect nonsense started being promoted. Yeah, the Mandela Effect is malware for the mind. I, I don't hate it. I think it's a lovely conspiracy theory, but debunking it's even lovelier because you learn about memory and manipulation and eyewitness testimony and how memories are actually recalled and it's not just like a recording, but also you also learn through studying the Mandela Effect that there is no consensus memory. There is no everybody remembers Timmy fell down the well. Okay, well, I will wire you 500 bucks if you can tell me how they got him out of the well. You don't remember. Oh, here's another one. If you're Menduzold, I'll get I'll get some I'll call I'll call a lot of people. I'll make some calls. And if you're a Mandela affected person and you remember that you saw some kick-ass genie movie about Sinbad, I will get some money to back you in the production of a genie movie. Because obviously you saw a great movie and nobody's claiming it. Think about it. All the Mandela affected remember this incredible movie that had them rolling and laughing, watching TV late at night, prime time. 
I'm like, yeah, I remember that movie. It doesn't exist anymore. Okay, well, that's an unclaimed award-winning. I mean, that could be a, a that could be a serious, seriously successful film, especially if it was on TV. But none of them claim it. G33 says everyone should have a metal protector. Seriously, at least said mental protector, like a tinfoil hat. Well, the EMP thing is something that was the subject of my own training in the military, 54 Bravo, nuke biological chemical, where we were told that tactically it'd be more likely that there would be high altitude nuke detonations to do a more widespread EMP blast and then locking people down through fallout. I guess the least amount of damage though would be if it were done underwater and that would make it therefore the easiest to fake. Portal Complex says the ISS is totally aerodynamic. You know what I find most amazing about that? And it's been compared to the pyramids in terms of like the, the significance of the ISS as a construction. And it really is. It's an amazing bit of architecture. What I find most amazing when I look at the video, the totally believable video footage, is how it remains perfectly level. It doesn't lean left, it doesn't lean right, it doesn't flip forward. There's, it's just its attitude is perfect at all times. It's going 17,000 miles per hour. It goes around the Earth every 93 minutes, and yet its belly is always flush with the Earth. Perfect. There's no tipping, no deviation, no variation. It's just so perfect. It's almost like it's a computer model. It's that perfect. All right, let's see. Thrustazar says, Mandela is BS. Who doesn't have an, an, a C-3PO with two golden legs? Marve says, the 101 damnations. Okay, that's a Mandela effect, I was told. I was told that Dalmatians, the 101 Dalmatians contained a Mandela effect. And I think it had to do with the spelling of Dalmatian. And I love when they make up new... Mandela effects. Okay, here, here's what it was. Um, Dalmatian is spelled D-A-L-M-A-T-I-A-N. And let me see what the Mandela effect about this is. What is the Mandela effect's problem with the, with the Dalmatians? I think it has to do with the spelling. But when you dig into it, yeah, here it is. Dalmatian, is it T-I-O-N or T-I-A-N? That's the Mandela effect, right? So people are literally they're making the argument that reality has shifted because Dalmatian is now spelled with an A, not an O. It's like really cool conspiracy, guys, but the reason why it's Dalmatian is because they're from Dalmatia, which happens to be spelled with an A. This is uh, one of the four historical regions of Croatia. So that's the origin of Dalmatian. So it never had an O in it. It's not even conceivable. Mandela effect could not even explain it. But this to me is an example of arrogance or something. Not being able to admit one is wrong. What is that called? When you can't admit that you're wrong. Like, okay, I either misspelled the word or I'm right and everybody else in the world is wrong. But the dictionaries all changed 
and every reference to this word changed because I'm in a different reality now where I'm still right. Like, I'm sorry, that person who goes with that does not have an Occam's razor. Elephant Tusk says, don't forget about Richard Simmons's non-existent headband. So, okay, let me bring mention this one. Richard Simmons never wore a headband. However, the stereotype of the aerobics instructor in the 80s, they were all wearing headbands. So it's just like an assumed part of their apparel, like those weird legging things. And so Richard Simmons didn't really wear a headband. However, when a Mandela-affected person who is a tainted witness, because they already believe in it, so when, when the tainted witness Mandela-affected Mandela pusher, the interrogator says, which do you remember? Richard Simmons with a headband, Richard Simmons without a headband. What happens is you remember Richard Simmons. You have a recollection. But when, when they say, do you remember him with a headband, your imagination is prompted. That question is an imagination prompting, kind of like you prompt generative AI for an image. So you've prompted your imagination to where now you have an image of Richard Simmons with a headband and without, simultaneously, in your head, both of them weighing the same. So now you're asked, which one do you remember? And that is the creation of a false memory. And this is how faulty eyewitness testimony consistently gets people wrongly convicted. People go to jail over this. And the Mandela effect to say, oh, it's not real. People can't implant false memories. Are you sure about that? There's a lot of people behind bars who've been exonerated who would disagree. And so that's why I think it's important to understand how this works, because your reality can be screwed with depending on the context or the contextualization of the questions, the bias of the person asking, and how they ask. It's called retroactive interference. He's interfering with your recollection of Richard Simmons by asking, hey, like, so if I said to you, describe Richard Simmons, you might describe him as you remember him. But if I say, do you remember Richard Simmons with a headband or devil horns? You know, you insert something that wasn't even in the, equa in the equation whatsoever. And that person might even remember. Like, I think I even remember him once wearing devil horns on David Letterman. You see how that works? It's a trick. Lean Dion says, my favorite is their anatomy changes. Yeah, I wouldn't look like this if the universe hadn't scrambled my organs. I used to be taller. I got manduzzled. It's like the ultimate excuse. It's like, no, I don't have an F teacher. And everyone else here with A's actually have the wrong answers, but their wrong answers and my wrong answers switched places. Thrustazar says, which universe doesn't have Richard Simmons and can I go there? Antichrist Denier says, I apologize, didn't mean to send Tim on a Mandela tangent. It's a valuable tangent, and I'm, I have a documentary in progress on the subject, and I need to interview someone who has done interrogations about this, because it's really about memory. And it's important because it, it demonstrates how the selectivity of the options you're given influences your choices, and this is how the mainstream media works all the time. And it's gaslighting, by the way. Look, gaslighting is emotional abuse. We can all agree. The Mandela pusher is gaslighting you when he says, do you remember 
the Ford logo without the swirly or with the swirly. Like your memory of it not having a swirly is wrong. Telling you your perception is wrong, your memory is wrong. Oh, you don't remember a cornucopia on your underwear label? You're wrong. So what they're doing is they're gaslighting you by suggesting that your perceptions are wrong and you cannot trust your own perceptions. But that's typical. See what mass media does, it's the same thing, it's a trick. It's all about deposing your yourself. They don't want you to be the final arbiter of what you believe. They want you to put yourself to the side and go with what's on the screen, whatever you're being told by the authority figure. Antichrist denier says it's the very definition of gaslighting, making people question their sanity. Well, it, it is, and it's nefarious. I mean, it's fascinating, but it's like, look, this Mandela effect, which is centered on this supposed miracle, is based on getting people to not only question their sanity and their perceptions, but to accept a very insane delusion from a position of ignorance about how memory works. It's just not defensible. Duis and Paris says, I remember both versions equally now. Does that make me a schizo? I would say, it, by the definition of, you know, schizo, a breakaway, is what it means. Like, like a, For example, a person who is fully immersed in their internal concept of the world to the detriment of their groundedness in the real world. Like somebody on an acid trip, somebody in a psychosis. They're in their own heads. And in a sense our collective agreement on the consensus Truman Show we live in does represent something of a collective schizoid break. But since everybody's crazy in the exact same way, nobody's really noticing that this is in fact an open-air asylum. Like, we've already been conquered. We've already lost. Anybody on the truther side who thinks that they're going to get AR-15s and take back the power from the deep state, it's like, sorry, but this war has been lost if it was ever even winnable, which I don't think it ever was. The mind control is very deep. It's deeper than even the most black-pilled black pillars think. It's just not as bad as they think. But it's definitely deeper and more pervasive. G33 says, I know I'm not sane. Don't need anyone's vetting. Hmm. And I don't think it's completely a subjective thing. You know, to me, it's uh, the term is almost a political designation anyway. Like, what does crazy mean? It just means not going along with the consensus. Okay, moving on, going through my notes. Uh, there's a movie coming out called Parasite, the Grey. This comes out on April the 5th. So right before, three days before the Great Eclipse, the big X, we're going to have... A little bit of predictive programming on Netflix. I'll probably watch it so that we'll know what's going to happen in a few days. And it has to do with some type of a mind parasite. Very strange imagery here. Looks pretty ominous, but again, if it happens, if it's on Netflix, it's going to happen in reality in some form. Oh, this is an image I generated with the Mid Journey. It's, or, no, this one I did with Bing. It's a comet labeled Auto Hoax 2024. This is what I'm talking about. What we're doing here is a planet killer. 
and the way that it's going to work is we have to consistently uh, break away from the mainstream and the basically I'd say the uh, the alt media which is a subset but we have to break away from that by consistently maintaining a uh, a position grounded in reality first you know the skepticism and this level of skepticism it's not really bannable you know like the controlled opposition talking points from trutherville you know anti-vax for example these things are all bannable they're offering alternative beliefs and those get savaged but we're not here bringing about like a collection of alternative beliefs all we're doing is we're fomenting a culture of non-belief or disbelief higher standards of evidence so we're not bringing anything we're actually subtracting from our own um, willingness to go along with stuff so it's more if anything it's something of an intellectual revolt and I think it'll be very difficult to censor it and it'll be difficult to malign or impugn us as radicals or extremists when all we're doing is engaging in reasonable discourse with people who are woefully uninformed about what media is and I'm fully anticipating people not getting it just blank stares which is perfectly fine by me because we're not trying to wake up the people who are still immersed on the other side of the screen the whole purpose to the promotion of this is to aggregate those who have figured it out and get us into a critical mass or critical raft is what we've called it and that's the plan and there's more beyond that but that's the plan for the immediate future and I figured we'll make this the objective for 2024 because in 2024 everybody's going to be distracted with the circuses all right moving on here if you go to ips.lol I made it very easy to get copies of the books. They're all going to be listed there, by the way. IPS.monster for the newsletter. Okay, moving on here, we have plenty more to talk about. Tomorrow morning, we'll be doing the IPS Morning D program. And basically what I'm doing is, in the mornings, I'm, I just jog by the office on the way to the coffee place, and so I'm going to be stopping by here every single morning. And we'll be live for like about an hour, and we immediately jump into the Discord. And I have to check. I, I someone told me on the archive the Discord had some kind of error on it. The, the archive had some audio track that shouldn't be there. I'll fix it. Antichrist and I says I finally have cash to spare. I'll be ordering a copy. You can order a copy, or you could wait until we have uh, the tank in your area, or you can wait another few days and I'll have paperback copies which will be significantly cheaper than the hardback and I'm you know originally I just wanted to do only hardback but you know we've got to keep this moving and I can't put up any barriers go for the fast nickel over the slow dime and yes phones are open for the next 15 minutes uh, 505 349 and it's I'm not rude I never have been I have no intention of being and so I don't hang up or censor, even though there are things that are, you know, obviously eminently bannable. However, we all know which topics no longer matter, and we're not propaganda mules for the alt media. So if you're being a propaganda mule, 
we're just going to question, you know, the intention behind it. Like, auto hoaxers are not a target demo for any alt media fear porn. We're not buying, and we're never going to buy. We don't take the bait. Yeah, I live in a one-minute city. Easily. Everything that I need is within a one-minute walk from where I am. And I chose this on purpose. I Actually, first the first thing I went for was i got to find an office. I've got to have a headquarters. Okay, well, the phone isn't ringing, but the number's on the screen, 505-349-0420. And also, you can get on to the voice chats in the morning if you go to Discord. Okay, let's continue here. I think we've covered most of my notes. Okay, here's something. I got a message from someone on Patreon who said, Good morning, thanks for the update. I want to share something I saw on the third episode of a documentary called Cyber Sleuths. A crisis actor was outed. Pretty amazing to see, given the fact I was the only one watching for discrepancies. Thank you, Michelle, for that. So there's a show called it's the Idaho Murders docuseries. And I guess the angle here is internet sleuths are not qualified. Right. I, this is from Variety. This just came out uh, last month. Idaho Murders docuseries reveals how dangerous inter internet sleuths can be. Okay, so you're dangerous if you're asking questions. you got to wait for the MSM experts to tell you what to think. Quote, they have opinions and they talk. And that's entertaining. We're in a strange place where especially the younger generation can't tell the difference between what's real and what's entertaining. The younger generation can't tell the difference between what's real and what's entertaining. And that's by design, of course. Let's see. Ted Stryker says, can't wait till MG goes down and IPS gets the recognition it's deserved. Oh yeah, it will. Look, the IPS will be credited with having doxxed the primary individual behind the Q operations, Q drops. That's just a fact. There are so many inconvenient facts attached to MG. And when look, like I'm not even thinking about the money. It's not about money at this point. Like it would have been nice to have not had these barriers for these last few years and to have not had artificial constraints to see how far we could go. But we can make up for last time. Um, suing Google and MG for theft of content, for trademark infringement, for hacking, and for YouTube's legal department colluding with Google and all this. Yeah, I am suing them, civil unlimited. I did put $5 million on there, and there's much more attached to my specific cases against Goldfinch, but it's not about the money. It's about the mea culpa. It's about YouTube saying, hey, we're sorry, Infinite Plane Society, think tank and podcast, that we allowed you to be censored for seven years by some Trump lackey who defrauded us. Because that apology would be gold. That's what I want. Goldfinch's head on a charger would be nice. But mainly I want the apology. I would almost take that ahead of anything else. I mean, really, it's not about the money. It's about principle. Because this is going to go on regardless. The, the, the money is just the internet and the books and, and expanding what we do.
but we're not, I'm not looking for like a windfall or a lottery win. I'm looking for what we actually earn and what this operation merits. And it's my opinion that this could serve as the basis for launching not just this parallel media, but other projects attached to it, specifically the newspaper, the hot sheets, like you saw in Men in Black, where they want to go get the news, the Men in Black, they reach for the tabloids because that's where the truth is. And it's meant to be ironic, but the IPS tabloid will actually do that. It will be telling the truth under the guise of something that the uninitiated will think is merely a tabloid. And who knows who's going to subscribe to it? You know, obviously it's a publication, an, an inside industry, you know, publication for those of us who are media critics, but I imagine it'll be read by a lot of others who are looking for a new fringe. Because the establishment-friendly fringe, X-Files level, Bigfoot, alien invasion stuff is boring. But there is no contrast. And I think what we could open the doors to um, is far more interesting. As you'll see. And the only reason why the streets aren't already littered with copies of the IPS Insider is budgetary constraints. And we have overcome those just by, you know, remaining persistent and consistent we got enough subs and everything so we have the monetization happening yeah not to mention the IPS tabloid with art and downloadable music QR codes and I'm using Canva which I highly recommend it has a built-in template for the printers that I'm using and has QR code generation built into it so if we're doing music reviews or we have articles everything will be downloadable in other words it's a hybrid it's a print magazine, but every single page, every element, every file is scannable and downloadable. It's designed to survive the fake nuking and the simulated EMP. Okay, continuing. Marve says, as long as it's not financial, political, or medical advice, you're in the clear. Well, we are looking at basically releasing a compendium of, and, and we're going to have to also do a lot of retro auto-hoaxing, but it's going to be a collection of articles and, and media analysis and breakdowns from this perspective. So we have a parallel record that describes history from the perspective of those who aren't part of the mainstream hive mind. But as far as being political, one of the things I'm highly critical of is how Trutherville has allowed itself to be grafted into the political horseshoe. It's like, you should be beyond that. We should really, like, really, if you're at the point where you're questioning certain things, I mean, the moon landing, it's a joke. It seems trivial, but it's really not. And if you're questioning something like that, but then you still have yourself plugged into the political system and you're still worshiping leaders... We, there's really no other way to describe that but Stockholm Syndrome. And it's okay to uh, abandon that hope. You know, we talk a lot about fear and the need to eradicate baseless fear and superstition. But what about hope? False hope is just as bad. We're talking about... like, And, and that's actually a, a tactic here. You know, some people are motivated by paradise. Others are motiv motivated by avoiding hell. So you have to cater to people and how they are motivated. Yeah, for some reason the phone isn't 
um, ringing. If somebody else wants to try, it's 505-349-0420. We have a few more minutes here. Tomorrow is Infinite Plane Saturn Day. And we'll likely open up very early with an IPS morning deprogram. Uh, breaking news, a commercial fisherman has spotted a spy balloon off the coast of Alaska. This is a PSYOP. Spy balloons wouldn't be seen. A commercial fisherman off the coast of Alaska has discovered another spy balloon, they believe. FBI agents are going to meet the fishing vessel on the weekend. The Bureau will then transport the unidentified object to the FBI lab in Quantico, Virginia for analysis. So what is this? Is it a Chinese space laser, an EMP, or is it possibly an errant Starlink satellite? I was like, what if they reach peak helium and they can no longer keep the ruse up? But that's what it would look like. If you didn't know, Starlink satellites are not orbiting. They're dangling. Yep, Starlink satellites are nothing more than repackaged Loon X. Read about Loon X. And note how all of a sudden they decided we can't do this because it's not profitable. And then immediately after, SpaceX comes out with Starlink. Do as Sampera says, they're getting ahead of people spotting satellites. Yeah, they could easily be saturating this whole narrative of balloons with Chinese space balloons and just, yeah, obviously a distraction. I've seen Loon X. I've seen Google Loons twice. It was the same time of the year. It was it was in Leo. I was out in the summer walking, and I looked up in the sky, and I saw a clear balloon. And, you know, they're, they're huge, but they're extremely high. But I would see them in the summers. So I looked it up, and eventually I came across Google Loons and Loon X. And then, strangely, they got phased out. And I thought, wow, these are perfect. Why would you phase them out? They're stable. They can provide internet coverage anywhere, everywhere. They're, they're above the weather. They have a lot of them on a circuit. And then enter Starlink. Like, what makes more sense? You're talking about hardware. Having something orbiting around a few hundred miles above your head or something just gently dangling in the stratosphere. But I think that Starlink is Satellune. You know, it's it's Satellunes, Occam's Razor. And look, none of you have seen Starlinks, but a lot of people have now seen these balloons. And balloons, look, uh, the technology of providing an internet service from a balloon-based service, that's already been established as a feasible and possible. All right, maybe I have to pay my phone bill. Is that it? Okay, let's move on here. I have a few more things to get to before we get out of here. If you didn't check the archives, we uploaded this morning's um, live stream, and I have a Discord conversation, which I'll be recording um, every morning, and those are also going to go into the archives. Hopefully we get nuked this weekend. Everybody else here on board with that, let's go ahead and just start demanding it. Ang G says, have you seen the Starlink chain of Satellunes? No, there is no Satellune chain. They wouldn't send a Satellune chain. 
the satellites are stationary more or less they're not moving in a chain the psyop is basically like they do with the iss nobody's like the iss sightings are fake as well but you have a lot of people who just falsely witness these things but there's every indication that it's fakeable sure but you know if somebody says they've seen it i'm like yeah prove it when where time stamp it because look it's like a ufo if you're telling me you saw a spaceship and you didn't note the day on the calendar then i can't trust you you say well i saw it well then okay well show me the news report and show me your footage show me your app where it corresponded but i never get that information from anybody i never get anything to substantiate it and so as a skeptic I'm like, look, I have to reject your claim, Occam's razor, not Occam's razor, a Hitchens razor. That which is asserted without evidence can be dismissed without evidence. So I dismiss anyone's claim. If you say you saw something, it's like, okay, well, people say they saw a Bigfoot. It was probably a deer. You probably saw an airplane. Most UFO sightings are like that. Okay, I'll get my Skype situation fixed here. It looks like, um, it's, it's, um, not getting any calls for some reason. I'll have to take care of this right after this. But we'll be back live tomorrow morning. And Infinite Plane Saturn Day is kind of a wild card. In fact, you know what? I am recording a podcast tomorrow with a, a podcaster who goes by Reality Skeptic. Duis and Pera says, the dish moves around on a motorized platform. Pretty impressive tech, whatever it is. Internet speed is great. Feels like I'm caught in the web. Oh, sure. I mean, it's a remarkable technology regardless. But I think what they've done is they've decided to maintain this illusion. And there's no way you could really prove it one way or the other. But when I read about Loon X and its capabilities, I thought it's really strange they would just shut that off. Okay, so I think we've covered pretty much most of what I wanted to get to tonight. We'll be likely taking calls tomorrow. Always great research in the Discord server, so I'm glad that we have that turned back on. We'll try to get the phones fixed here very soon. And tomorrow morning we'll be live again. Um, and tomorrow's the, um, the second. So the third is the 33rd anniversary of the Rodney King beating. And that has been hinted at. There's been a number of news articles kind of referencing that recently. And, and we're in the middle of PSYOP season. I mean, this is a political year, and so we have every expectation that they're going to pull every single standard um, PSYOP out of their um, book here and just implement them. So there's no way we're going to have a weekend without something interesting happening. And, you know, I'm really happy that nobody's talking about Taylor Swift anymore. I almost want to put a moratorium on mentions of that person because it's just another example of how they can force meme anything into everybody's mind. They projected that entity onto our collective psyche, whether you wanted it there or not. Unbelievable. They got me to watch the Super Bowl because I thought Taylor Swift might be getting nuked. Duas Empire says, never seen any sort of sky trail link here, despite wide open clear skies. I live out in the country, though. Maybe they can reserve the light show for city folks. I'll say the same thing I say about UFOs. 
people used to see UFOs all the time, and maybe they had a camera in their glove box, maybe they didn't, but when cameras weren't ubiquitous and practically mandatory and implantable, basically, like you can't get away from having a camera. It's part of you now. We're cyborg. But before that, there were many UFO sightings, and then suddenly these sightings um, go down as our phone get more common and the cameras get better. Everybody's got a phone. Everybody's got a good camera. And if you're seeing spacecraft and not recording it, that's just on you. I mean, I was at a Walmart, I mentioned this earlier, and I some MAGA was running around trying to get a Let's Go Brandon chant going. And I easily could have pulled my phone out and recorded that. Like, it's just that easy and that accessible. But I decided it wasn't notable. But if I saw spaceships, oh yeah, I'd take my phone out and record it. Because the existence of Starlink satellites corresponding with some tracking app is a huge deal, and I'd want to share that. But to date, and I stand by this, prove me wrong, nobody can provide an image of the lights behind them, like a selfie. You know how you do a selfie video? Like, look, this is me, and those lights behind me are in space. Nobody's done that. It just hasn't happened. And in addition to that, you have to also include, and look, just like the app says. If it was what they say it was, it would be easy, predictable, repeatable, and you would be able to record it every night and throw it in the face of everybody who doubts SpaceX. In fact, I would even contend that if it was real, SpaceX would upload videos every single night of the latest Starlink uh, flyover. It would be a huge deal. It'd be beautiful, honestly. Like, I think it's great. I, I think chemtrails or contrails are beautiful. It's like, look, we fly. Look, we have stuff in space. Like, I think that would be cool, but the fact is, it's just there's no evidence for it. I'm a non-believer. I'm agnostic until I see evidence. Angst G says, why no high-def video of Bigfoot? Uh, some comedian somewhere talked about this. They said, well, maybe Bigfoot's blurry. That's just like his camouflage. All right, this has been great. This is One Eye Jack on the Shells, Death to the Ball. Subscribe at IPS Monster for Archives. And if I did screw up the Discord recordings, I'm going to fix that as soon as I get home. I'll Mandela it, so you won't even know. Like, that bad recording will be replaced with a new recording tomorrow, and I'll deny it was ever bad.